Savage, and I created Between Two Yetis, where we take our Yeti coolers all around the world and meet people from all walks of life to learn what it is that gets them out of bed. Our aim is to show the humanity in the world by giving people the opportunity to share their story. This is Nelson Dallas. He's a four-time USA memory champion and runs a charity called Climb for Memory, where he raises awareness of Alzheimer's disease by organizing climbing expeditions up some of the world's greatest mountains. We decided, why not take the show up a mountain on one of his next trips? So we worked out how to strap him to our backs, got together some friends, and flew out to Kilimanjaro. This is our adventure climbing to the roof of Africa. Kilimanjaro special. Yeah, Kilimanjaro. the Kilimanjaro special. Yeah. And we are back between two yetis for the Kilimanjaro special with my roommate and lover to be <laughs> Julio de Peña. Julio de Pina. De Peña. De Peña. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm English. I have real problems. D that's with cool. Spanish. That's cool. That works. Names. Bloody hell. So, how have you found yourself? on this trip. We're already halfway up. We're at what? We're at 3,800 meters? 3,800 meters. And we're reaching... Which the American audience yes. is shy of 12,000 feet. That is true. That is true. I think it's been more than I have thought and expected it will be. The views are amazing. Um, the people that we're climbing with are an awesome group. It's a really mixed group, isn't it? It, it is. It is definitely a mixed now, group. The one thing I didn't realize is I thought everyone knew Nelson, but everyone's got just a slight little connection. A slight, a slight yeah. one. Some of them very have a sprinkle of a connection there. <laughs> <A sprinkle>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the things we we're hoping to do on top of the mountain. Yes. But, so, briefly, how do you know Nelson? Well, um, I met Nelson as I was working in the emergency department. Um, and somebody, uh, one of the physician assistants came to me and said, hey, I got somebody in room so-and-so uh, that climbed Everest. I was like, I got to go meet this guy. So I went in, introduced myself, kind of hooked up through, you know, social media. And then through contacting each other, we ended up in this trip. Long story short, Good obviously. Lord. Right. So let's <laughs> preface this now. You don't need to record anymore. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's preface it. Who are you? Where do you come from? If you, ha if you had to tell us in 30 seconds or less, could you do it? The elevator pitch? Yeah. I never tried an elevator pitch in my life. Okay. I'll tell you this. Okay. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. I uh, went to medical school there. Went on to do my residency in emergency medicine in the University of Puerto Rico and then move on to Miami. Um, to practice, where I have a lovely seven-year-old, probably going on 18-year-old daughter, who, <laughs> by the way, happy birthday, Emily. I'm not missing your birthday. I'm going to be late for it for two days, but I still love you. But you are missing it. Don't, don't, don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> She's seven. <laughs> so you're originally from... Uh, Dominican Republic. Republic, yes. 
All right. Tell me about the Dominican. Well, the real Dominican, not you know, not, not the tourist yeah, version that I've seen. Which is, yeah, Dominican Republic is a small island in the middle of the Caribbean. We are a group of fun, hardworking people that we are definitely going through a lot. We are called part of the developing countries, and then in some ways we seem to be way behind. Uh, but we love to have people around. We love to welcome people to our country. We want people to come down and see us and meet us and enjoy a small but wonderful island that we have. We have everything. We have beautiful beaches, we have high mountains, and everything in between. <laughs> so from there you went to... From then I, I went to the University of Puerto Rico to do emergency medicine. Uh, what that, was that? Dominican didn't offer that? Well, thing? interesting thing. Uh, I went to... It was starting. The emergency medicine programs were starting in the Dominican Republic by the time I decided I wanted to do emergency medicine. And I was studying for my boards, and that's when I uh, jumped into uh, University of Puerto Rico. I wanted to... One of the things from our, from our island is that we tend to believe that from outside is better. And I think it's a true for every country. <laughs> okay, so you left to, to that... I area. left to be trained so I could come back and do something. And will you go back? I do go back. Uh, I do go back at least four or five times a year. Okay. I work on different projects there. I work with different emergency medicine residencies. I work on teaching emergency medicine with residents. I'm currently trying to uh, get together a group of uh, medical students from the U.S. to do medical missions into the Dominican Republic. There's a lot of uh, help needed uh, in healthcare. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I do, I do go back often and uh, help in any way I can. Your speciality is emergency room. Emergency medicine. All right, let's have some stories. You want stories? Stories. So... I have to keep it live because I have to protect patient privacy. But let's say, 75-year-old yeah. female patient comes in complaining of something bothering her in her abdomen because this is what everybody loves to know. What is the strangest thing I have pulled out of somebody's orifice? I had to pull out a vibrator out of some, out a 75-year-old female. 75-year-old yeah. female? Yeah. It had gone so far inside of it? Yes. You had to cut her open. No, 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 no. I had to dig, and thank God for her, I was able to grab it and pull it out. Like a cow, you had your hand up in... Yeah, kind of. All right. All right. Because okay. I'm telling you this, because this is the most asked question, mostly to emergency physicians, yeah. guys. But just goes to you so you, show you, we can feel pleasure in any way, shape, or form. No, the highest, At any age in our lives. Do you know what the highest rate of STI transmission rate is? Where it is? It's in the old population. Old population. The yeah. old people's home. Because there's one old boy who's got about tw it's about 20 to 1 ratio, and he's just <laughs> taking Viagra morning, noon, and night and whipping around. Well, I'll put it to you this way. You're 75. You get a hard-on. You don't want to put a condom in. <laughs> it's just not going to work. All right, off 80-year-old cock. <laughs> so what, 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 what's the most challenging thing you've had to deal with then? Well, it's always hard to tell someone's uh, 
family, someone's parents or someone's daughter, someone's father, that they die, yeah. their family die, especially when it's unexpected. So that, that first time then? Yeah, that first time was not fun at all. I was in training and I have to tell the mother of a eight month old baby girl. What, was, what happened? We don't know until this time. You know, babies do crash and they crash and burn. Oh, is they said suddenly? No, well, it, it could have been. Uh, it, we th it was more related to vomiting and diarrhea and dehydration, but that was, that was definitely hard. Wow. And so, but through this, then you met Nelson. Nelson had what? What, what, what was wrong with him? He had. I, I can't tell you what it was wrong with him unless he gives me permission with it. But he was fine. Nelson. He was okay. Can we do, can we divulge your medical history? Okay, that's 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 as good as a written. Text. All right. So he was, Nelson was having some chest pains, okay. and we needed to make sure it wasn't his heart or his lungs. He was lungs. coughing up chunks of lung, wasn't he? Not not in this case. He did in the past. Right, okay. But not in my case. In my case, uh, he did develop a pulmonary embolism after a climb from Everest, actually. And that led to a removal part of his lung, which then it predisposes you for many pulmonary issues, including a pulmonary edema, clotting your lungs, put it that way. So when he got into my emergency department complaining of chest pain, we needed to make sure that was not the case. So, yeah, I had to do some wilderness medicine kind of related thing into the emergency room. Wow. So, the, my, um, my, I guess my brother-in-law, the yeah. guy who's married my wife, he does the same thing. Yeah. And he just loves the, the variety of it. And, and that's what many emergency physicians will say that they love about our, our we have a nice background here. This is pretty awesome. You can't ask for more, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, yeah, it's pretty much uh, the it's variety. <laughs> <laughs> it's the variety that makes it interesting. Uh, it could be pretty boring also sometimes. Like any other job, it I could be very Friday, repetitive. Friday and Saturday nights are just... Friday and boring. Saturday night can be very fun because people tend to have more fun than usual. And... That's why I have a job, because people do stupid things. And you like, the, 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 the more complex, the better? Yes. The more weird. Yes, yes, we do, because it's kind of challenging and it's awesome to kind of crack the riddle. So when you were doing your training, you, yeah. you worked on a cadaver. Cadaver, a dead body. Not in training. Well, in, in medical, medical training, school, yeah. in medical school, yeah. That first experience of cold, dead, clammy body, and that was your body for what, months? Uh, yeah, about six months. And so, did you it, give it a name? You know what? I, <laughs> that is a good question, and we probably did, although I don't remember. This is this. It is very interesting, and it's 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 part of showing how accustomed we get to everything, including death. We went there the first time, and we were I want to say afraid but we're so adamant I mean that is a body although they don't look like a fresh dead body as you would think in normal life they look kind of rubberized just because they they have been depth on formal uh, some chemicals so they look like a little more like rubber they don't look real yeah. but you do know they're they are cadavers and what do you start with you cut the head off then? no 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 well uh, in, in my university you know you start 
the cadavers just go on a process. It depends on the class, they, they use different parts. So they're kind of cut open. This is a great way of, the, of desensitizing. I guess so, yeah, because what I was going to say, in, in the beginning we didn't want to touch them, we were wearing gloves and whatever, and then at the end we were just like, okay, come on, bring this up, this is this, and you pull a kidney yeah. out, and then, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was not disrespectful, it was just desensitized. Yeah. And I think we come to that in many other things we do in life, everything. We, we, if you do it long enough and you get used to it long enough, I, get, I, I guess you get desensitized to many things, to, to pain, to suffering, to happiness and on top of it all. And to the work that you always love, it can be, you know, I always think of people that travel for, for, for work and I'm sure at some point they go like, oh my God, off to the airport again. Yeah. So we come, we become accustomed to things and, and we have to look at ways to switch it around, twist it some way to make it or continue to be interesting to what you do because when you get comfortable with that, when you start making mistakes, I guess. Yeah. And so your work-life home balance, are you very strict or are you... I, I, I am. I am. I... I it's, it's, it's a difficult topic, especially on, on emergency physicians and, and burnout. There's a lot of, it's a high rate of burnout in emergency physicians and it's a real situation leading to suicide among emergency physicians, among physicians overall. And it's a real situation because we are getting, we are getting uh, overworked, undersatisfied, and uh, you have no life. And so your rotations are what, like 24 hours? No, I do eight, nine, tens, and 12 shifts. Uh, but they rotate mornings, afternoons, nights, weekends, holidays. So you can imagine this. I can take off for two weeks to come and do Kilimanjaro. And then I have to work my regular allotted hours. Back to back. Back to back to fulfill that part. Well, you say, well, you're going to Kilimanjaro. Yes, I am. But it can get you know, uh, risky or daunting. And then, for example, let's say my weekend comes to be Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday. But my significant order, other uh, weekend is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because they have a regular normal job. Yeah. So you can see how that could be an issue sometimes. So on my Friday night, which is that, that Tuesday night, she can't go out, although she will. Um, because she needs to work at seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning the next day. I get to sleep. So it, it gets to be tricky. You have to be creative to keep it uh, normal yeah. in a way. It doesn't help when you're two weeks away from home. It doesn't help when you're two weeks away from You've home. You've got a lot to make up for. I do, um, <laughs> but I, this, is, this is the way I put it to them. And this is a reality. In order for me to give you my best self, I need to be able to be happy about who I am, what I do, and what I like doing. And I know this is two weeks away from home. This is two weeks where they are wondering if we're okay, if we're, you know, the regular uh, worries. But when I come back, I come back refreshed. Now, how long that refreshness lasts, that's another topic. But I come back refreshed. Yeah. So, it, and you're able to give your best self. 
Yeah. In the few hours you're going to have off, in those hours that you have to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we ascend in th three days? Four days. Four days. Right? To the top. Oh, Phil, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not even the target. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not cheering us up. Oh, dear. Well, Julio, it'll be a pleasure to sleep with you tonight. Uh, <laughs> it will be a pleasure to sleep with you again, man. Thank you for having me, man. Guys, stay tuned, there's more coming and this is gonna get better. <laughs>